Welcome to Book Bistro, where book enthusiasts come to chat about the books they love in a warm and supportive environment. Welcome to Book Bistro. Today is Thursday, December 3rd, 2020. I am Stacy, and I am joined today by Kristen, Sarah, and Brooke. And we are going to talk with you about reads that we are enjoying during the holiday season. But before we get started, Shannon is going to do the typical housekeeping announcements. You can find us on Twitter and on Facebook by searching Book Bistro Podcast. You can always post just on the Book Bistro timeline. Some of you have done that. I'm always so happy to see when you've published posts there. You can join our Facebook listener group where you can chat with us as well as with other podcast listeners. You can keep an eye on some of what we're reading. We usually update you each Wednesday with a look at our current reads. If you'd like to get a hold of us and social media is not really your thing, you can email us. That address is thebookbistropodcast at gmail.com. Well, I don't know about all of you, but 2020 has been sort of like just this never-ending... Fluster cluck? Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Fluster cluck. Exactly. (laughs) And, you know, it just feels like we've been in this year for like five years. And it just sort of, I don't know. I think, you know, Shannon laughs at me because I want to do this episode every year about holiday reads um, because they're so sappy and like hot cocoa and warm sweaters and they're comforting. But I think this year, especially a lot of us are turning to reads like this in order to kind of make the end of this year feel a little bit more doable. Um, So tonight we're going to talk about our favorite reads of the season and we're going to go, uh, it'll go, I will start us off followed by Brooke and then Sarah and then Kristen will finish off the round. So I will begin by talking about uh, to no one's surprise, a warm heart in winter. Oh. Black, <laughs> I know, Black Dagger Brotherhood, eighteen point five. Wow, by J.R. Yes. Ward. I know. And so, I'm sorry to those of you who don't read the Black Dagger Brotherhood series because, first of all, you're <clears> missing <throat> out. And what are you like waiting for? But also for because I know. And but this isn't going to make a lot of sense to you um, if if you haven't read this, but. This book is about, um, it's a continuation of the story of Blay and Quinn, um, who we first met, I want to say, during um, Lover Awakened, which is book three. Um, He might not have actually met them fully until Lover Revealed, but they've been here since book three or four. Um, And then we followed their um, kind of tumultuous romance until they started uh, to finally get their happily ever after during Uh, Lover at Last, which is book 11. Well, now here we are. It's wintertime in Caldwell, New York. And at the beginning of this book, we all realize that Blay and Quinn, they've had their amazing party. They danced. Everyone celebrated their love. But they never had a formal mating ceremony. 
to uh, get names carved and all of that. So there's some discussion early on in this book about perhaps having that done. Um, but then as so often happens, <clears throat> tragedy befalls the household. Oh, no. And I know. And, you know, it, it is going to potentially have um, incredibly long-lasting ramifications on our beloved couple. And so this book kind of discusses what happens in the midst of tragedy and can you come back from a tragic situation to find, again, um, love and contentment with those that you are with. And that's all I'm going to say about it because it's, um, you know, it's the middle of a series. I will tell you there's lots about the brothers in this book. Um, Lassiter obviously has his part to play in all of this. There's humor, there's humor, there's sorrow, there's gorgeous holiday decorations, and there's lots of, lots and lots of brotherhood interaction. So um, if you- And little people. And yes, yes, a lot with the, (laughs) with the young of the mansion. The kids, yes. Yes, so if you- Not there yet. um, Oh, yes. Um, So so sorry. No, you're good. Um, (laughs) This is a spoiler-free discussion about A Warm Heart in Winter. So if you really want to read um, a holiday novel that um, has a gritty side to it as well, um, pick up A Warm Heart in Winter, Black Dagger Brotherhood, book 18.5 by J.R. Ward. And it came out on December 1st. So it's a pretty new book. And it's amazing. It is. As they all are. I, I haven't read a bad one yet. Me either. (laughs) And I love that. So my first book for tonight is Premeditated Peppermint. Try saying that five times fast. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I have to premeditate it. (laughs) Amish Candy Shop Mystery, number three, by Amanda Flower. So in this um, series, our main character is Bailey. And Bailey has returned to live with her um it's like she used to be a chocolatier or a chocolate maker at least in um new york city and she was she worked for a really really famous chocolatier but she has moved back to live with her um grandparents in their amish community and Hmm. she is not amish um her father decided to leave the amish and go out on his go out on his own, but her her grandparents have welcomed her in, and she goes back, and that's how we kind of get to know her in the first couple books. So in this book, um, Bailey has decided that she's going to make her famous chocolate and peppermint candies, mm-hmm. and she's doing that. And then one day, her ex boyfriend shows up. And he's decided that he, um, for his TV show that he does, he's going to show off like an Amish Christmas. And Bailey doesn't really like this because she knows that the Amish don't like to be kind of publicized or to like, they just want to live their, their calm life. Right. So they, she knows that this is not going to go over well, but she can't really do much about it because they're, um, they have this like woman who isn't Amish, but she's like kind of takes care of all the big like events that happen in this community. 
And she has decided that this TV show is going to be like the greatest thing for their place because it's going to put their little town on the map. Uh-oh. So she's doing that. And um, as all mysteries happen, um, one of the workers, um, and actually it's the executive director, the, pr- the producer of the show, she is found dead. And Bailey comes across her dead body and she's like totally upset about this obviously and she finds her boyfriend her ex-boyfriend sorry in the area of the of this person where this person is found and she has this feeling that he didn't do it because she's like she just knows him well enough that she's like there's no way he did this as as self-centered as he is like there's no badness in him right so she decides that she's going to help him figure out what happened. And so I just love this series. It was just, I love the family kind of like relationships that they have. I like the little funny um, interactions they have with the people, like the English people, as well as the Amish people. And the, just the different interactions they have with each other. I like the whole idea of candy making because they actually give you recipes at the end of the book which I think is really cool I would love I think I I really wonder I know like some books like this have like a companion recipe book so Mm -hmm. I want to see if they actually have them because like I totally want to make some of these recipes that she makes and I just love the way that she goes about finding the to solve the different mysteries so this is premeditative pepper uh, premeditated, sorry, peppermint, Amish candy shop mystery number three by Amanda Flower. So I just have to say that I was waiting for you to say that they found the person dead, face down in a vat of melted chocolate That's and what peppermint. I was saying, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> she's actually like uh, they find she finds her in like the um, courtyard. That would be and a good she's way to like, and she's been yeah. like, <laughs> and she's been strangled with a with um, what do you call it? A Licorice. string of lights. With a string of like, lights. <laughs> yeah, like you know, Christmas lights. Wow. Christmas yes. lights. Yeah. Oh my god! You know what? I don't usually read like cozy mystery series, but this sounds pretty damn delightful. Like we might have to pick this one up and and check it out. Um, I think that it'd be interesting too to have the different um the sort of cultures colliding of her returning to um, Amish roots when she's been in New York city. I mean, I can only imagine, but you might actually like this series. Like there's, there's, there's violence happens obviously because somebody's dead, but it happens (laughs) off screen. Like it happens off the page. Like you don't see it happen. I just really wish she would have drowned in a vat of chocolate. That would have made, I know that would have been awesome. (laughs) Then it would have ruined the chocolate. It would have ruined that. Yes, but and, like, that would have different that people would be such a happy the, the way different to go. people and, like the different people in the community <laughs> are just so they've got so many different personalities. Like there's like the grumpy um rabbi's wife, and then you have like the cheerful um cop's mother who um they took to who the grandparents had taken in when they first arrived in the community. They took them in and helped them get on their feet. So it's just like just the different um, personalities of the different people in the community are just, I, I love following the book. Like the, 
the books are just I love them. That's super fun. Sounds interesting. Okay, Sarah, so we're gonna your- we're gonna we're gonna switch gears just a little bit, um, and not talk about vats of chocolate and peppermint and Christmas lights with a murderous uh, agenda. <laughs> and we're gonna talk about geese that can honk jingle bells. <laughs> cool. I want one. Me too. Geese and clothes that can honk jingle bells. Also, <laughs> my first book that I am going to talk about tonight literally made me hee-haw with laughter. <laughs> it was the funniest book I have read in a really long time, and it's called Humbugged, and it's written by Pippa Grant and Lily Valente. And this is the first. It's, um, I'm sorry, it's actually called Humbugged Happy Cat Book 4 by Pippa Grant and Happy Lily cat. Valente. Yes, Happy Cat is the name of a town. Shannon would probably like it because it's called I Happy love Cat. that. <laughs> and um, so this book is about Noel. Mm. And Noel. But wait, can I pause you for just a second, Sarah, to yes, ask yes. you that even though this is part of a series, could it be read as a standalone for the holiday? Yes, and I was going to say that. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> so Can't you kind me. of took my fire, but that's Patience, okay. Oh, grasshopper. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> So some people may not want to read them out of order because, I mean, obviously there are some spoilers because you know that I know, I know, um, but there are, you know, you know who everybody ends up with before, but I had never read anything by this author and I just jumped right into the world of Happy Cat very happily. So the first (laughs) line of the book, Noelle, who is a baker who used to be a photographer who, when she was dumped by her ex-boyfriend, who used to be a, like, big-time Santa, like, in a big city. (laughs) Yes, he, like, rode in on a reindeer, and she was a photographer, and they fell in love until he left her. Wow. Yes. That's quite the story to tell your grandchildren. (laughs) Yes, except for that he left. So then it (laughs) And, but anyway, so she gets really drunk, and while she's drinking, she buys this shop. Oh, they were in Atlanta, and she moved to this town called Happy Cat in Georgia after drunkenly purchasing an old flower shop that she decided to turn into a bakery because she loves baking, and um, the she has a recipe box from a woman um, who is very dear to her. Her father was a Marine and moved a lot, but they lived in this one place for long enough for her to build an attachment to this woman who would take care of her while her dad was working, and she taught her to bake. So Noelle goes to Happy Cat to open a bakery, but, and she's decided that she is going to be hell-bent and determined to have a hap, hap, happy Christmas, even though she is kind of <laughs> suffering on the inside and not very happy, but she's going to, she's going to love it, damn it. <laughs> so the first line of the book, she's approached by a goose, a big goose, which is Stacy's biggest fear. And he gets, n- he gets near to her and goes, honk, honk, honk. Honk, honk, honk. And she's thinking as she's starting to back away, is that goose honking out jingle bells? (laughs) And so she goes to run and the goose is like chasing her and she sees somebody that she um, knows, who I'll tell you in a minute who it is. And she catapults herself like up into his arms, like off the ground. She's trying to get away from this goose that's like chasing her and hissing and honking and it won't leave her alone. And it turns out to be Clint Odell, one of the very handsome Odell brothers who is a Marine. And Clint Odell is like this big hearted, larger than life, 
horrible karaoke singing, super fun guy. And he kind of takes great joy in rescuing Noelle from these crazy situations that she finds herself in. So then the book goes on a little further after, you know, Clint saves a day and Noelle kind of keeps thinking about him. Although with her father being a Marine, she knows what it's like when people move around and leave. And so she's just kind of told herself, I'm not going to um, really be into him because I don't want to be left. So then the next part of the book is probably one of my favorites where she bakes a huge batch of gingerbread cookies and takes them to the senior center for the senior citizens to decorate. Problem is that something's going on in her shop and has been going on for several months. And so like her cupcakes kind of like crumble in half when you take them out of the wrapper and like her gingerbread cookies, when she took them out of the box at the senior center, like some of their like legs and heads and things have fallen off. And so they took the bits and they decorated the cookies. And then they have some kind of Randy raunchy senior citizens who used, you know, arms to make genitalia. And um, (laughs) yes, it's just delightful. And just the banter with the people in the town, I was crying. I was laughing so hard. So then Clint comes because Clint in this town is kind of like the town hero. Everybody loves him and they make memes about him. So he gets um, Noelle to go to um, hang out with him at the Christmas caroling that's going to happen at night because Noelle is determined to do all these Christmas things. And this is what I want to tell you about the Christmas caroling without giving away why. But any book that writes about people who are (laughs) Christmas caroling, who also unfortunately have a terrible, many people have a... um, terrible flatulent problem during the Christmas caroling (laughs) and it's described in detail and the sounds. Okay. I'm five. I find that absolutely hilarious. (laughs) She is then chased by a rain. Oh yes, you must. You must. She's chased by a reindeer. She's chased by other animals. Um, The um, girlfriends and the wives of the other sexy Odell brothers befriend Noel, and then they do a photo shoot where they dress up the animals for Christmas and they do all these crazy things. So Noel is really kind of falling into like kind of the zaniness of the town and kind of against her will. She's starting to open up and come alive again after a long time. And she and Clint decide that they can have a holiday fling until New Year's Day. And then they start to have their fling and realize that they're actually, it's not just like friends with benefits, like they're really starting to care about each other. And it was just a wonderful book. So if you want to laugh and have to run into your bathroom at 1230 at night because you're (laughs) hee-hawing and you don't want to wake up your husband, so you bury your face in a towel, (laughs) then I would highly recommend that you read Humbugged, Happy Cat, book four, by Pippa Grant and Lily Valente. Oh my God, Pippa Grant is so funny. I haven't read anything by Lily Valente, but I may have to after reading this book because I'd never read her books before. Cackle laughing, like I couldn't stop it. It was loud, awful sounds. Like this is a really good and funny book. Well, and like Stacy said a few days ago, the funniest part about it was like Stacy and I were trying to call each other to talk about funny parts <laughs> in the book. And we literally couldn't talk. Like we were like, ha, 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 like really obnoxious. Like doing that high pitch, like, do you remember? 
like not even being able to get the words out because we were laughing you know that was that was one of the best parts That's of it great. And 2020 needs books like humbugged yeah you really need to be able to laugh in 2020 so if you want to laugh then read humbugged does sound rather delightful my first book uh, for tonight is The Boss <laughs> Who Stole Christmas, Ooh. Reindeer Falls, number one, by Jana Aston. Um, I am reading these on Kindle. I'm pretty sure that that's the only place you can get them. I have not seen them on Audible or anything like that, and they don't offer an Audible companion. So... Um, but they're very short and Reindeer Falls is awesome. First of all, it's in Michigan. So if Shannon Yay. knows where Reindeer Falls is, she needs to cough it up because <laughs> <laughs> I want to go there now. Um, so Reindeer Falls, all three of the books take place kind of simultaneously, but from each main character's point of view um which i love and all of these sisters are named after um things to do with christmas because their mother loves christmas so this book is about holly winter her middle, <laughs> her middle name is mistletoe oh my um, mistletoe so holly mistletoe winter and she works for the Reindeer Falls Toy Company. I, at this point, I can't remember exactly what the name of the company is, but it's a toy company. And her previous boss, she loved. He was cheery. He was happy. He, you know, he was great to work for. But he retired. And his nephew took over. And Holly is like, secretly in love with him he's tall he's hot he's sexy she has all these bad thoughts about him but or you know like bad good sexy thoughts, thoughts about yes him. yes <laughs> and but he is a beast to work for grumpy and yes and <sighs> the ultimate screwed she's like if he only looked horrible it would work and i wouldn't like him and so the 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 Goodreads synopsis for this book is Holly begging Santa for a new boss for Christmas. <laughs> um, oh my god, that's it, like every Christmas, it, like it is. <laughs> it, it's so great, but so she, um, her job is like to come up with these plans and budgets for different. Um, things that the company does, different toys that they're going to be making and selling, but they're, they're opening a cafe that is similar to a Build-A-Bear, but it's, um, gosh, it just totally left my mind what they're going to call it. Um, but is she like this original company or this original cafe is from Germany and so she's taking all these ideas from a place in Germany and her boss decides during the meeting that she is going to travel with him to Germany next week 
and you know see the the original factory firsthand and get a feel for um what they're actually looking for and she's like you have got to be freaking kidding me i cannot go to germany with this guy it will be the longest horriblest week of my life (laughs) and but she can't get out of it And then once they get to Germany, it all steams up really, really fast. And he turns out to be not this Scroogey kind of guy, um, but his standoffishness has been a cover-up for his own feelings. And yes, and (laughs) they get pretty hot and heavy on a church balcony. It it's very that's fun. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's summer. That's interesting. <laughs> Hopefully the angels so, close their eyes. I, I right? hope they did. Um but it's just it's a great book. Like there this I've read the first and the third book. I, I found the third book first and I actually talked about it last year on the holiday episode. But um but this this series is just great. Like the the town is just one of those small happy like towns. Happy cat. Yeah, like Happy <laughs> Cat. That you know, people love Christmas. There's um there's a there's just there's this town is devoted to Christmas. Um and so I, I I do too. I really do. So this this is just great. I think everybody should pick it up if you need a good laugh, if you like hot and sexy steamy. It it, it does move very fast, but they these are very short books. So this first book is called The Boss Who Stole Christmas. Um Reindeer Falls Book One by Jana Aston. Um oh and one other thing I forgot to mention is Holly is so um opposed to her boss in the beginning that she makes her own advent calendar um (laughs) and she leaves off the the week that she has for vacation in december just so that it's like her boss free week so she has all of these other days with candy inside of them except for that one week she leaves that whole week off the calendar but it's funny There is a very sexy twist to an advent calendar later in the book. And I'm not sure I can say what they call it on here. So I'm just going to say it's, it's quite. So you're going to say, read the book so that you can find out the naughty twist. Read the book. You can, it's definitely a naughty twist. And I, I loved it. (laughs) It it gave me the hee-haw cackles. Actually, (laughs) it was great. So I've heard really good things about this author in general and also this series, um, and I, I haven't picked up any of her books yet, so I need to do that. Um, and I love the idea of like the grumpy boss Christmas trope. Um, grumpy boss has become a very popular trope. I think it's kind of a funny name, but um, I, I kind of like inhale them. Like there's some like forbidden candy. Like I really like them, even though it makes me kind of mm-hmm. laugh about it. But and he has um, an th- accent, so he's I think Ooh. he's British. I well, all of that together, I think so. is really great. <laughs> so we'll have to put that on our TBR definitely. So I don't always love shorter books, but around the holidays, I will make exceptions because it does seem like a lot of the holiday reads are more novella length. And the next book I'm going to talk about is a novella by one of my favorite authors, Talia Hibbert. And um, 
I'm going to try to say the name of this book without getting the church giggles, because I think the name is really silly and it kept me from reading it for a couple of years. But the name of this book is Mary Inkmas. And again, it's by Talia Hibbert, who's one of my favorite authors. And this book is about a young barista who's finishing up her psychology degree in England. And she is working as a barista and also finishing up. She's, you know, just getting ready to getting very close to the end of her degree. And every, every couple days, this very, very attractive man comes into her coffee shop. And when she asks him what he wants to drink that day, he always says, surprise me. And that's kind of hot. And so she makes him all these delicious, um, very, you know, uh, posh, delicious coffee drinks. And her name is Bailey. And this stranger, I should say this incredibly gorgeous and tatted up stranger is named Cash. Well, in the beginning of the book, something happens. And Bailey quits the coffee shop in a huff while Cash is there. And he is so supportive of her reason for quitting that he spontaneously offers her a job and tells her to come to this place at 10 a.m. Well, when Bailey arrives, she's kind of like a Disney princess. She's very hopeful and friendly to everyone. Beauty and the Beast is like her favorite thing. Like she even wears like Beauty and the Beast underpants at one point in the book. Like she really likes her (laughs) Disney princesses. (laughs) And right. And so she gets to this place and figures out that it is um, a tattoo shop. And um, she's been invited to be the receptionist there. So she begins working with Cash and the two of them, you know, He's sort of hot and cold. She can't quite figure him out. Like he does some really amazing things for the homeless population, but yet all of a sudden he'll get snippy with her or maybe like they'll have a kiss one day. And then the next day he like freezes her out and she's very confused by him, but so intrigued. He's just this gorgeous tatted up man who is just a beautiful artist. And so um, it's Christmas time and everybody in the tattoo um shop really loves Christmas. And so they decorate like crazy and they do all these different things to kind of, you know, make the holiday special. And then Cash finds out that Bailey does not have a place to go for Christmas. And he invites her home to meet his family. And that's when Bailey learns, you know, what about Cash? What's happened in his past to cause him to only want to date a woman for 90 days and to, you know, kind of freeze people out, but yet do all these wonderful, kind things behind the scenes to support people. And this book was just a lovely, warm hug to me. It was sort of like, um, it was like a um, contemporary retelling of Beauty and the Beast. And it was just everything that you could possibly want in a holiday, feel good, perfection, happily ever after romance. So again, this is Mary Inkmas, and it's by the fabulous Talia Hibbert. I love her. I know. I really I like her, um, her books quote. What is it? Chloe, Chloe Brown. Brown. Get a life, yeah. Chloe Brown. And yeah. did you read um, Danny Brown yeah. or not yet? Yeah. yeah Take I a hint, Danny Brown. Brown too. Yeah, yeah. I like yeah, that one too. So good. So I'm going to do a novella as well. My book is I'm Dreaming of an Undead Christmas. <laughs> Yay. And, <laughs> it, <laughs> and it's Half Moon Hollow book 2.7 by <laughs> Molly Harper. 
And I've actually never read Molly Harper before until somebody, um, I think it was Shannon, she mentioned this book that I should check it out. And uh, that's how I, that's how I found Molly Harper. So in this book, we are, um, we're, in, we're following Iris and Iris has recently become a vampire and she, she doesn't really trust her herself yet like she's worried that she's not quite got her vampire nature under wraps like she's just she's really not sure of herself so her um she takes care of her sister and her sister is coming home from college for christmas and she really really wants to make christmas good for Gigi because she hasn't seen Gigi in several months because as i said she's really not sure of herself yet and she wants to make it good. So she has asked her uh, her friends, um, Jane Jameson and um, the other people in this um, kind of friendship that they have to come and spend Christmas with her and Gigi just to make sure that she doesn't do anything to harm Gigi and that everything just goes well. So Gigi comes home and she's all excited and things are going well. And then... While this is all happening, Gigi is, has not told Iris, but she has decided that she wants to work for the vampire, um, I can't remember what it is, society or something. The Council of Vampires. Yeah, the council. That's council. what it is. Yeah. The council. She wants to work for the council. So she's going to do, she has an interview over the holidays. And Iris doesn't know this, but she knows that Iris is not going to be happy about it. So she's kind of keeping it secret. She wants to get the job before her sister can say anything. And while this is all happening as well, she's breaking up with her longtime boyfriend. And his name is Ben because they've kind of just got to a point where they're kind of just like brother and sister now. They don't really have much of a, there's not much of a spark anymore. And while she's kind of moving throughout her little community that she lives in um there's this somebody following her like there's this mysterious vampire that's showing up and then just disappearing so she doesn't know who he is or why he's always in different places that she sees him she kind of just sees like a flicker of him kind of thing um so this is just it was just a great book like i really really loved i love the people i love um, the way that Iris has gone out of her way to try and make sure that Gigi feels comfortable and that she, I love the relationship she has with her sister. And I just, I really loved the book. So this is, I'm dreaming of an undead Christmas, Half Moon Hollow, book 2.7 by Molly Harper. I love Molly I Harper. love this. I love Molly Harper. I love this book. I, re- I love, and I'm blanking on the name, but the original book about Iris. Um, and I also love the book about Gigi and her story. Yes. Um, yeah, it's the next one. Yeah. The next, Gigi. Uh, number three is her. Let's switch gears as much as I love Molly Harper and talk about an author that Stacy discovered first and recommended da, 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 to me. Da, da, da. Right. I'll, I'll give oh. you your credit. <laughs> I mean, you know, I suppose. 
Um, but this author is rapidly becoming like one of my most favorite romance authors. And so when I found this Christmas book written by her, I really did like a spin of joy. I actually <laughs> read it before Thanksgiving and Ooh, it's called, I know it's called the Christmas. I know, but I couldn't help it. It was Lucy score. So I am going to talk about the Christmas fix by Lucy score. Yay. And this book is not a short little novella. This is like a 10 hour book that you can really dive into. And there are some really funny parts, but it's a, it's a wonderful book. And it, it is like the second one in a series. The first one was called, um, the fixer upper. Right. The fixer upper. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so the main character in this book is the twin sister of the hero in the fixer upper, which I have to confess. I did not read. Um, it wasn't because I didn't want to, I just wanted to read a Christmas book. So you can read this one without reading the fixer upper, but I think that the fixer upper would probably give you a little bit more insight. So this book is about a hurricane, a late season hurricane that rips through the town of Mary, Connecticut. And it does a lot of damage. I mean, major flooding and, you know, home damage. The town, um, I'm calling him the town manager. That's not exactly his title. Noah, um, he's a single dad and he is he's very kind of bogged down. He's, he cares very deeply about the town and about the residents of the town and how is he going to help bring this town back? Because the problem is that because of all the flooding and the damage that was done to the town, they can't have their annual Christmas festival, which is always such a big deal. It brings in a ton of, um, of tourists and, and, dollars and it's just a big event that brings the town together every year enter catalina king cat and she has a reality show where she fixes up homes and so she says let me come in and help this town i have the money it would have to be part of a reality show but i can make it happen and noah really doesn't want it to happen he doesn't like how kind of Fresh she is and how he thinks she's like this glitzy glamour person who's going to make their town not look right on the, you know, on, on TV. And when he really um, gets to know her and starts to see all of the things that she does for the town and the kindness that she shows and her big hearted approach, he has to kind of rethink all of these snap judgments he made. And as the book goes on and Noah gets to know Kat and there's some, you know, fun town shenanigans as there always are in a Lucy score book. Um, Noah begins to realize that there's a lot missing in his life. I mean, he loves his daughter, but he's been working so hard trying to, you know, co-parent his daughter with his ex-wife who is actually a nice friend to him um, and take care of the town that he doesn't know how to have fun anymore. So Kat's going to teach him how to have fun and he's going to teach Kat a thing or two as well about family and staying in one place and just being a part of something like the town of Mary, Connecticut. And this book was just a wonderful book. Lucy scores signature humor, 
but also her depth. She's not, if you read the, like the synopses for her books, they sound kind of fluffy, but actually they're really not. And her books always have so much to, to tell us and so many good stories to share. So please, if you want to read a book by one of my new favorite romance authors, thanks to Stacy, please pick up The Christmas Fix by Lucy Score. Lucy Score Everything is I've my author goddess of awesome. 2020. So Kristen says everything I've read by her is awesome. And Stacy says Lucy Score is the goddess of 2020. Yes, to both. The romance author goddess of 2020. That's I'm sorry. I, I forgot romance author. And, you know, the thing is about this book, what I really like is that there's a lot of holiday woven into because what they're trying to do is get the town ready in time for their big holiday festival. So it's not as blatant as it's not, it it doesn't throw like Christmas in your face at every opportunity. um, But it certainly has the spirit of the holiday season, like in all the pranks and all the fun and all the serious other things too. It's a great book. I love it. My second book tonight is by Debbie McComber. Oh, and holiday Debbie McComber. I love it. Yes. And she, she's just, she's great. Um, I first saw this book on TV <laughs> because I watched the movie based off this book versus um, reading the book. There's not a lot of difference. Like between the movie and the book, I, I could have just talked about this going off the movie, honestly. But per Stacy's request, I read the book. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) But, um, so this is Call Me Mrs. Miracle by Debbie McComer. And this is about a young woman. Her name is Harley, Holly Larson. Um, and she has... Um, taken over the care of her young nephew Gabriel and because his dad is in the military and has been deployed to Afghanistan and so her young nephew he's come to live with her in her little New York apartment and they're making it work she's not she's never taking care of kids she's kind of a health nut and so she's uh <laughs> He's given her his opinion on a few of her um, delicious meals. (laughs) So she's taken on his care and they talk to his dad um, every so often. They email back and forth and um, they do get a call from him. And he asks, you know, what what is Gabriel wanting for Christmas? He usually starts to talk about what he wants for Christmas pretty early. And she's like, well, he hasn't really said anything. Um, so she talks to him and the one thing he wants this Christmas, the only toy he asks for is an, uh, is a robot called Intellitron. <laughs> and so she's like, okay, so I, we need to find this robot. So they end up at Finley's department store which is the, one of these like 14 story <laughs> department stores in New York where every floor is a different department. And 
um, the toy department is obviously not the first floor. But they go to Finley's and all everybody they, they go to see Santa and he tells Santa what what he wants for Christmas and then there's a sign that just happens to be pointed towards the great de- toy department. While they are looking at this robot and um, the associate is demonstrating him for Gabriel, Holly starts talking to the manager of the part the department which she later finds out is Jake Finley, the son of the Finley's department store owner. And she asks him, well, he really, this is the only toy he's asked for. How much is it? And he tells her it's $250. And she's just like, <gasps> what? Um, but this is her one thing. She wants to find a way to get this robot for Gabriel. She's an assistant to a fashion designer. And she really doesn't make a lot of money. But she's bound to determine. So then this is where Mrs. Miracle comes in. And Emily Miracle is this employee at Finley's who just magically shows up one day. There's no record of her in the human resources department. But she just kind of tells people what she wants them to believe. And they believe it. Because that is Mrs. Miracle. And... One thing that Mrs. Miracle loves is not only making kids happy, but she likes to do a little bit of matchmaking here and there. So all these happy coincidences keep happening to throw Holly and Jake Finley together. And they start to develop a little bit of a romance. And Holly gets to, you know, learn Gabe a little more and um, he constantly wants to go see Teletron over and over again. He wants to keep running the demo. So she keeps seeing Jake at the toy store and he, they magically meet up in Central Park one night when Gabe wants to see New York and all of that. And so it's just a lovely little book of, you know, family taking care of family, of holiday romances coming to be, people spending Christmas together. Because another thing about Jake is that 21 years ago, his mother and sister were killed in a car crash on Christmas Eve, and he was 12 years old. And since then, his father and him have not celebrated Christmas at all. They, They leave New York every Christmas Eve and go to the islands to to the caribbean to spend christmas because they just do not celebrate christmas anymore and so this this christmas kind of turns his his world around holly and gabe kind of worm their little way into his heart and open up christmas for him again and it it's just a beautiful love story and child happiness and um, a big surprise happens for Gabriel at the end of, at the end of the book, but I'm not going to spoil it. But it it it's just beautiful. It it made me cry, happy tears, <laughs> <laughs> and that's the Mrs. Miracle what... books always make me cry. They're so yes, I know. they do, <laughs> they do. So you have to pick this one up, and if if you can't pick up the book, you have to watch the Hallmark movie. <laughs> um but <laughs> the book is uh call me mrs miracle 
and I think it's called Angelic Intervention is the series, but mm. it, it looks like there's like a there's several series that intertwine. Yes. Um, so this is Angelic Intervention number eight by Debbie Maycomer. So usually I would find her books like treacly sappy and but every year at Christmas I have to read at least one because they just for me they really um, during the holiday season make me feel like all the things. So I, I agree. Yep. And for my final holiday read this evening, I'm going to take you to a small village in England called Willowbrook. And I really struggled because I read two books by this author about this village in less than 24 hours because they were so delightful. But I've decided I'm going to talk about the 2020 release, which is called A Winter's Dream by Sophie Clare. And A Winter's Dream takes place in Willowbrook, which is a small village, a small village in England. And we meet Liberty and Liberty works at a quilting shop in Willowbrook. And she likes to stay home at night and watch like rom-coms and make quilts. And she lives <laughs> with her Labrador, Charlie, and she loves her life of routine. She has waffles every Sunday. She gets the same sandwich every day at the bakery when she goes in. And the routines of her life are what help her to feel peaceful and settled. But you see, Liberty is sort of going through this. Uh, she just turned 30 in November. And there's a mystery that she's trying to solve every year for the past 12 years on her birthday. She receives these beautiful, beautiful flower bouquets with like Gerbera daisies and all these beautiful flowers. And she has no idea who they're from. So on her 30th birthday, she decides she's going to solve the damn mystery once and for all. And she gets up and she puts on her dressing gown that we Americans call a bathrobe over her pajamas and she sits in her window seat. And basically when the florist drops off the arrangement, she chases her in her car, trying to get her to tell her who these flowers are from. And all she knows is that it's from somebody who really cares about Liberty. Well, Liberty decides after this that, you know, perhaps she needs to kind of shake things up a little bit in her life because she's sort of fallen into this predictable rut of walking Charlie, her Labrador, at the same time every day and all these different things. So she decides she's going to shake up things. And so she decides through the month of December, every single day, she's going to say yes to something that puts her outside her comfort zone. And one of the things that she says yes to is having a lodger come and stay with her at damselfly cottage where she lives and her lodger i know and her lodger is um a motor motorcycle racer named alex and alex is the antithesis of everything that makes liberty comfortable and happy and safe and secure he's spontaneous and loud and grumpy and you know just live in the moment and he's allergic to her dog and sneezes all the time. And he's grumpy to her and so many things. And so, but she decides every day she's going to say yes to something different. And after some time has passed and some misunderstandings have occurred, Alex helps her in her quest of saying yes. 
And this story is about Liberty and Alex and how two very disparate people are able to form first a friendship and then perhaps something more during just a beautiful holiday season in a picturesque village in England and perhaps farther afield as the story progresses. This book is A Winter's Wish by Sophie Clare, and I loved it so much. Um, I also highly recommend um, The Christmas Holiday by Sophie Clare, which uh, came out, I think, in 2019 and is just as delightful. So um, these books were just everything. They're full-length novels. Um, They have a lot of depth and breadth. There's some funny parts. There's some tearjerker parts. And they're just everything that you could hope for in a holiday read about a little English village with some romance and some friendship and just everything fabulous. That does sound good. It's I'm so going to be good. buying them like tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yes, you are. I like motorcycles too. Yes. Yeah, I liked his motorcycle. I mean, I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> so my last book is in a holidays by christina lauren and in this book our main character is maylin jones and maylin jones um her father has two best friends from cottage of cottage from college (laughs) sorry and these Three, these three best friends, they get together with their families. Um, actually, um, two of them have families, and one of them is a, is a bachelor. And they get together every Christmas um, for about, I don't know, three or four days. And they have been doing this for a really long time. And they get together at this, um, the same cottage every year. So... May looks forward to this every year and it's like something she absolutely loves. So she's doing this and she's having a great time and something, um, a little kissing happens between her and one of, one of the brother, like one of the, um, one of the, so there's, um, so each of the guys, so there's, um, May's, father and her mother and then she has a brother and then we have another family and he has um is a a mother father and two sons and then the then there's a single guy so the one with the two sons um she ends up kissing like they're drinking and stuff like that and she ends up kissing one of the sons and she's known these these brothers like forever like since they were really really young and she's always had a kind of like an attraction to the one one of the brothers named Andrew but for some reason she ends up kissing her his brother and so this leads to some awkward next morning kind of breakfast and she doesn't know (laughs) what's going on and she doesn't know she's feeling guilty and all this stuff so her and her family are driving home and she just feels like she's in a rut. Like she really isn't happy with her job. Um, they, um, I forgot to mention that just before they leave, they learn that the family who owns the cottage, so the one with the, bro- with the two brothers, 
um, they are going to be selling the cottage because they feel that there's just a, too much upkeep for it and they just can't do it alone anymore. They're just, they just, they can't do it. So May is really uns- upset about it because she always looks forward to it every year and she just feels like everything is just going really, really bad. And so she kind of makes this wish that please, um, help me figure out what's going to make me happy. Well, sometimes you really shouldn't ask for things because <laughs> you might not get quite what you're looking for. Because her family gets in a car crash. And next thing she knows, she wakes up and it is, again, I think it's a, I feel like it starts on like the 23rd. So it's December 23rd again. And she's her nerve she wakes up on the airplane and she's sitting beside her brother and she's like what the hell like how did i get here are we on our way home like what's what's going on here and her brother thinks she's like crazy like thinks something's going on like and all this stuff and then she they end up going to the cottage and they're all like do this all the greeting and she knows what's coming right it's kind of like remember that movie um groundhog day so so everything she knows what's gonna happen so she knows like her um one of the families has a young a young girl and she knows that the young the little girl is going to fall and hurt herself and she knows that her father is going to break a tooth on a on a cookie And (laughs) and so she's trying to like figure out like um like like what's going on (laughs) like this is this is this is nuts right it was last year's cookie (laughs) (laughs) so she like knows this is all happening and like she's just kind of trying to figure out what's like what the heck and so she talks to ben who's the who's the bachelor and she's she kind of confides in him like she feels like he's the one person that she can always confide in that he's always there for everybody and he's just like the kind of like the uncle that everybody wants. So she tells him what's going on. And then he's so he's very supportive of her. Well, something happens. And I think I think the first one is when I think a branch falls on her head. No, no. Sorry. The first one. So the first thing that happens is she falls down the stairs. OK, so Oops. she falls down the stairs and then we rewind back to the beginning and she wakes up on the airplane again. So she's like, okay, what the hell? Like, this is ridiculous. I don't know what's going on. Um, she's kind of starts freaking out. And she's like, and her, all the people are looking at her on the airplane. And then she goes to the beginning again. And she decides that she's going to tell everybody. She's like, <laughs> um, Kennedy, don't do that because you're going to fall. Um, Dad, don't eat the cookies. And stuff like that. So then they go and they're doing this stuff. And then she decides that she's going to like, obviously she's getting to start this again because she's, there's something that she needs to do in order to stop everything happening again. Right. So she tries to go through everything and like, try to make sure every maneuver everybody into like good, happy things. Um, It was really fun. Like they um, play, they, every year they make snowmen and they break into teams of two and they like compete. So she knows that her mom and I think it's her mom and one of the guys is going to win. 
So she decides, she suggests to Andrew, hey, Andrew, let's make blah, 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 because um, I think they make a monkey. So let's make a monkey because Andrew suggests that they should make like a panda bear. And she's like, no, let's make a monkey because I think that my, I heard my mom is going to make a, be making a bear with blah, blah, blah. And so she does that. And then something happens and she gets hit in the head by a tree branch. And we rewind back to the beginning. And she goes, okay, well, obviously I didn't do things right because I'm back here again. So she wants to, so as the story is going on, we're trying to figure out, she's trying to figure out, like, why is this happening? What is it trying to tell her? Like, is there something that she's not seeing that she's supposed to be making her happy? And so we're, as this is going on, she starts to get closer and closer with Andrew. And she's, everything's going along really, really well. And then she decides that she's going to tell Andrew, I'm not really sure why she did, but she decides that things are going so well and she doesn't want any, there to be any secrets. So she tells Andrew about what's been happening and tells <laughs> him that when this all happened, well, she kissed his brother. And we all know that that's probably not going to go over well because it really doesn't. And <laughs> so um, just it was just a really good book. Like it was really neat to see just the humor that um, Christina, Lo- Christina Lauren like that they have in their books. Are, it's entertaining. Um, it's very like you don't get in your face sex scenes, but you can see the love between the characters. And you can see, like, the love of the family that they have and how um, how they all get together and how they all, like, look out for one another. So I really like this book. So it's In a Holidays by Christiana Lauren. I am going to have to on my. Book. I know. It's on my TBR. And I was so glad when Brooke said she was going to read it um, because <laughs> I wanted to make sure. I, I, I haven't actually read anything by the duo that is. So I read the, the unhoney, I read the Unhoneymooners. I think this summer, and I uh-huh. really, really liked it. So that's okay. why I decided I was going to take this one when I saw we were doing holiday. I'm really so incredibly excited to talk about this book that I probably referenced last year at least once, but had to reference, had to talk about for this episode. I am going to talk about 25 Days Till Christmas by Poppy Alexander. Stacy oh, also so discovered good. this book first. Woot, woot. How am I doing? <laughs> Giving you all this credit. One day you're going to have to give me credit for something. I mean, when you recommend a book that deserves credit, I will do <laughs> um, it. Who read Talia Hibbert first? Yeah, I mean, you, but <laughs> sorry. Anyway, let's talk about again how great I am because I keep recommending all these great books. <laughs> so 25 Days Till Christmas. I read it last year. And when we were talking about doing the holiday episode this year, I was trying to decide what to read. And I'm like, I, I think I just, I cannot, I can't be on this episode and not talk about this book. So 25 Days Till Christmas is by Poppy Alexander and it takes place in London or I guess in Bristol. And it is about a young mom named Kate. And Kate has a little boy named Jack who is six. And for the last four years, Kate has been existing loving her son and working hard, but just existing because her husband was a Marine. And when he was deployed, he was killed. And 
she just is so she has just bottled up all her grief. She's bottled up all her pain. She's bottled up all her emotions and she's just been dwelling, giving Jack as much as she can living in a little flat above um, what they call a laundry. So I don't know if it's like a, like a dry cleaner or I'm not really sure, but, um, and she's struggling to make money. She works at a department store, which is not her dream job. And her boss is like a total, like skeezy, disgusting lech. And um, he makes her sell Christmas trees outside in the cold in an elf costume. And it's cold and just a really hard job. And Kate is just, she's just not doing very well and doesn't really realize it, but she's not. And so one day through a course of events, she decides, oh, because Jack really wants an advent calendar. And she decides that she is going to, when she gives him this calendar for the 25 days leading up till Christmas, they're going to do something Christmassy every day because she really wants to come back and she really wants to come alive again. And so she thinks that doing these things with Jack will help her kind of regain the person that she was before her husband died. And while this is happening, we have Daniel and Daniel is very, very lonely. Um, He was the caregiver and very good dear friend to his sister for years and his sister passed away and I'll let the book explain why. And he's all alone now. He has no family and he's all alone. And so he spends his days working as like a surveyor type of person, like helping like for the value of like different buildings and stuff. And then he spends most of his nights, way too many nights working at a crisis hotline and helping people because he gets it. He gets being alone and the loss and he wants to help people. So Daniel and Kate know each other very peripherally because to Daniel, Kate is the Christmas tree girl because every year he would take his sister Zoe to pick out a Christmas tree in front of Morgan brothers and that the department store. And Kate was the girl that always sold them the trees. And through a series of events, as Kate is going through this Christmas Advent calendar with her son, she and Daniel, their paths continue to cross. And he's kind of drawn into her life and she's kind of drawn into his life. And the story of their friendship and kind of, as it kind of grows into more, but it's, that's not even so much a focus of the book, although it is, of course, you know, there's an attraction and all that, but that's not really the focus. The focus is two people who are just existing. They're not really out there living their lives and they come together and they begin to come back from this well of grief and sadness. Um, this book made me like cry and laugh and laugh, cry. And, um, it's just beautiful. And there are so many things in this book that I'm not mentioning because I don't want to give away so much of the story, but it is just, it's, it's a book that I probably will read every single year and every single year I will like it just as much. Um, it's just a really good book. So I would definitely recommend that you pick up 25 days till Christmas by Poppy Alexander. 
and I stalk all over looking to see if she's ever written anything else. And we haven't, Stacy and I both look and we haven't found anything that makes us sad because she heard this book was amazing. It's a holiday romance, but it's so much more than that. The writing, it's much yes. deeper than most of the holiday fare that you get this time of year. Um, it's not fluffy at all. Actually. No, but it's really gorgeous. It's beautiful. <laughs> so I've saved my favorite uh, holiday read t- to last because this one just made me so happy. Um and this is a, it's not a new book, but it's new to me. So this is Sleigh Bells in the Snow, O'Neill Brothers, book one by Sarah Morgan. Oh, yay. And um, I love Sarah Morgan. It, I I fell in love with, with this series, at least. So I'm going to have to find more of her. Um, so this book is about Jack O'Neill. And Kayla Green. And Kayla is from, uh, she's from England, but she works for a PR firm in New York. And Jack O'Neill has come back from Europe where he started his own company to pull his family business, uh, Snow Crystal Ski Resort in Vermont out of the red they're about to lose the family business because his father who um was killed in a car crash um pretty much ran the business into the ground and so jack comes back to to try to pull it all together because you know he loves this you know just because he went away to start his own business doesn't mean he doesn't love his family or the family business um So he reaches out to the PR firm that Kayla works for and he requests her specifically because he read about her and pretty much she has the Midas touch. Everything she works on turns to gold. So he specifically requested her. Now Kayla has, um, she's worked really hard to get to where she is. She is in line for the vice presidency of this company. She, um, you know, she's she, all about the work. And this time of year, Christmas, she just, she can't stand it. She hasn't really celebrated Christmas since she was a young kid. Um, she has not so great memories of, of her childhood after she turned 13. And so she just doesn't want to celebrate the holidays. She just can't wait for it all to be done. So while everybody's having the, the office Christmas party, she's held up in her office still working. But when Jack comes and meets with her and tells her what he needs her to do, she decides, you know, what the heck? I'll, I will come and spend a week at your resort, learn the family business, learn the family, and I will build a plan that is going to bring you back up to where you need to be. And she also thinks this is going to get me away from New York for the holidays. I won't have to deal with all this Christmas cheer. I can stay in one of the lodges and just do my work. And that is so not what happens (laughs) because 
Jack says, if you are going to build my business back up, you need to learn the resort. You need to learn my family. You need to be engrossed in it all. And so he pretty much forces her into all these different family activities and going skiing where she falls on her face numerous times, just kind of bursting this little bubble she's put around herself over and over. And one thing I love about this book is the family. They, there's the family banter that, you know, if, if the family wasn't arguing, you would think there was something wrong. Um, but the love that this family has for each other and the banter that goes on and all of that. And then you've got grumpy grandpa over here who doesn't want change and pretty much sends Kayla running for cover the very first time they meet. Um, but they all work together to pull her out of her little bubble and she comes to really love Snow Crystal. She sees what it can be like to have a family which she hasn't had since being a child and what it's like to be loved and what Christmas is all about. And so it just, it shows her that Christmas doesn't have to be this dreaded holiday where there's only bad memories to think of. And there's also a love story and there's some pretty romantic gestures that just made me swoon. And so I fell in love with this book. I I read book three of this trilogy first and that was what I was going to talk about. But then when I read this, I thought, no, I have to talk about this one because this this is more focused around Christmas than, um, than the other one. So this is Sleigh Bells in the Snow, O'Neill Brothers, book one by Sarah Morgan. And it's all the delightful things. Even if I hadn't read this at Christmas time, it really just, it touches all the parts of your heart that, that it needs to. But all these books are amazing so I, I highly recommend the O'Neill Brothers trilogy by Sarah Morgan. And I love Sarah Morgan's holiday books. So I will have to give this series a try. I haven't read these yet. So. All right, my friends, this does it for the holiday episode. And I'd first like to thank Sarah and Brooke and Kristen for all of the amazing books we discussed we discussed everything from vampires to romance to flatulence during christmas carols i mean there's a little (laughs) bit of everything for everyone and i'd like to thank shannon for um allowing me to do this episode i i feel like um every year i i love talking about and reading um holiday themed romances but i feel like in 2020 this is my escape it's my you know, sort of reward for getting through a very challenging year. And so these books feel like warm hugs and hot chocolate and spiced or spiked, you know, Christmas drinks and holiday gingerbread cookies. And as always, thank you, dear Christine, for the masterful editing that you do to make us sound professional and more fabulous than we might. And thank you all for joining us. Happy holidays.
If you would like to leave us a rating or a review, you can do that on Apple Podcasts or any other platform that you use to access the show. Not only does it tell us what you think, but it also helps other people find us when they're looking for book-related podcasts. Um, It kind of advances us in the Google algorithm. So I will be back next Tuesday morning with an author interview and, of course, the guide to new releases. And some number of us will be back on Friday with more bookish greatness. Take care, everybody. Thank you.